Hour three of the morning show at 8.12 on a Monday, 4th of December, 2023. And as always on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we are joined in studio by the incomparable, the exceptionally talented, dashing debonair Neil Atkins. Whoa. Or Whoa. something. Dashing and debonair. No, I like that. Thank you for that. I'm here to help. Wonderful. Wonderful. How you doing? Intro. I'm good, and you? Uh, I got nothing to complain about. Did you have a, a wondrous weekend? Did you go up to the Eula Bean in Knife River? Hang on. Oh. Got to get your, uh, oh, this mic's not working good? Or? It's awful. So I'm just going to have to use that one. Well, holy smoke. See, there you go. I mean, there's a difference there. Yeah, that. Well, you know, Lulato used to say, but this is newer equipment when we used to have the old, uh, uh, Lulato called it the old East German uh, equipment Yeah. once upon a time. Yeah. Uh, but now this is... Uh, well, I don't know. We've always had problems with that little. That mic. microphone does not want to work, and I will. Uh, I'll write it up again, and nothing will be done. Yeah, our technological guru, he'll do something. He'll, and... yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It's. Could I? I could. I could go over here on my hands and knees and mess with something, and it might start working better. I'm not in the mood. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just not right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is what right. it is. We'll just deal with what we have. Well, now that I've had a microphone shoved in my face here. Thank you, though. It, I appreciate it. They that. do help. Yes, it, especially. In terms of projecting the audio that yes. you want to speak into the microphone and yes. have people hear it. And yes. We you know, interact with the public out there. We don't want people thinking there's a problem with their set. In, or their ears. In the vehicle or their ears or what have you. Yeah. So you didn't go up to the Eulabane. I did not. You know, uh, I had hockey this weekend, mm-hmm. um, called two games, and Saturday was an early game. So <laughs> We, we we put the traffic advisories out because there was there was so much happening down there yeah. down there this week. Front, yeah. And I'm not going to lie, I've been doing this for a long time. And when they put the traffic advisories out, now I kind of roll my eyes a little bit. I know, like when we play at home on boat show weekend, I know that's a pain in the rear end. But that's not till February. I know sometimes the symphony shows can clog up the track. It, it is what it is. Bentleyville, same thing. How about the Symphony Bentleyville, uh, the, win- the Winter Village, the Spirit of Duluth Hockey Tournament in UMDL happening in the same complex at the same time? Yep. That'll do it. Uh, I got down, so I left. The game was at 5 on Saturday, and I left my house at, like, one fifty. So I rolled into the deck complex a little after 2. Mm-hmm. And... Line, they had two lanes open at the entrance to the parking lot. And there were lines backed up to the to the street to railroad street and and both. So I just got into the closest line, wait my turn, and I swear every time I get into a situation like that where the line's long, the there's a person at the front that's they're negotiating the price or something. I don't know what the <laughs> they hell can't they're doing. They can't find their uh, money. They can't or find they their can't credit card. card they, I mean, honestly, let's just go here. You should be ready to pay when you pull up. Let's just go. <laughs> So eventually get in, find a parking spot not far from where I normally park. It wasn't that bad. Okay, we're good. I'm in I'm in the building and we're all set to go for the game. Then the game ends. Good luck. Um Yeah, so the Winter Village had wrapped up. Bentleyville had not. I had, what time was this about? So I left the rink about eight fifteen. Okay. Because the game was early. I left the rink about eight fifteen and I was in the parking ramp for twenty minutes. <laughs> Waiting and now, 
it was moving very slowly, but mm-hmm. it was moving, and and the they were, the nice people were doing a very nice job of getting everyone out of there as quickly, orderly possible, the whole bit. But there was a lot of traffic outside as well. But once I got across the deck lot and out the uh, the exit by Bentleyville, mm-hmm. and they get that all fenced off so people can leave the deck and just go straight up um, the the Fifth Avenue West Bridge and make their way to the freeway or wherever they have to go. So that's fine. Once I got there, it was perfectly okay. But the twenty to twenty five minutes it took to get there, I'm you know it could have made could have made a meal in my car waiting to to get out. <laughs> That was the worst I've, I think I've ever seen down there. The that was neck. crazy. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the, uh, let's see, this would have been in 2019. Uh, the company that my uh, significant other worked for decided they were going to have their big Christmas party down at Pier B. <laughs> right. Okay, at Silos. On a Friday. Feels like a great idea. Yeah, on a Friday. Yeah. And, or was it, well, Friday or Saturday, I can't remember. Anyway, so there was Bentleyville. There was the hockey game. And there was a symphony going on at the same time. No no winter village, though, so we lost one of them, right? Yeah. So I said, well, let's go all the way down to Garfield, and then we'll come back. Right. Well, that's where all the traffic was going oh. to park the people so they could bust them in to Bentleyville, okay? Yep. So we do kind of a U-turn there and come back on Railroad Street, and it, now it's bumper to bumper. And it, it didn't take as long as it did you, but it was about, uh, it took us when we came down uh, Fifth Avenue West and diverted out to uh, Garfield and do that whole roundabout, which would have taken us about three minutes t- normally to get down to Pier B. It was about a half an hour by the time we finally got, finally got all the way around there. And then, yeah. uh, and then so we're, we're there and uh, nobody... There was only one other couple, the head of the company, and us, because everybody else was stuck in the bottleneck right. for the time. So it all started about a half an hour, 45 minutes later than it would have. It was, <laughs> it was us, the bartenders, and the servers, and that was it for about a half an hour. Yeah, those are, those are difficult. It, it's just, and it's so frustrating. Like You feel like and that you're powerless. Sure. You're completely yeah. powerless. And it, it, that I told my wife, I said, Saturday was the latest arriving crowd I have ever seen at a UMD game. I, I took I took a, a video, to kind of the panoramic around the building from my seat in the press box, probably 15 minutes before face-off, and there weren't 1,500 people in there. They announced over 6,500, and it was legitimately close to that in terms of the actual number of butts in the seats. Sure. So it took you know those five thousand other people, and they needed the extra twenty minutes, whatever it was, to get in there. It, it was a late arriving crowd for a yeah. five o'clock game. Well, it's uh, when when you have stacked up like that down there, it just it just doesn't work, and everybody's delayed. You know, it's it's like it's like leaving the Fourth of July festival down in Bayfront, yeah. every night, right during yep. this time of year, yep. yep. Well, and it's you know, I, I see you know our fans complaining. Oh, why are we why are we playing at home on these types of weekends? When would you like us to play at home? Because if you eliminate Bentleyville, then you can't play after Thanksgiving. You can't play the from the Christmas City to North Parade through the end of the first half of the season, which is this coming weekend. So they'd they'd have to play three or four series on the road around that time to not be here. Because next weekend, this coming weekend is the ice fishing show, which draws a very big crowd. Sure. So 
you, you're not. It wouldn't be any easier playing at home this weekend. It was last weekend. So you, you, you're, you, all these other events that are stacked up. There's ten facilities in that complex. There is. I tell people all the time. There's always something going on. There has to be something going on for them to be remotely viable. You know. <laughs> so I look at it as we all have to figure it out. You know, like when it's boat show weekend and both hockey teams are at home. You want to go to a game? We'd love to have you. Just plan around it. Go park downtown, walk over. Get there early enough to find a parking spot. You know, get there at like 4 o'clock, go mill around the boat show for a little bit, come on over to the hockey game. Sure. You know, whatever you have to do. But the last thing that I want to do from my seat, when I've been doing this for almost two decades, we do the same thing every year, is listen to these complaints over and over again when there are these events. There's events all the time. Oh. You know, we were home the weekend of the Festival of Trees. Guess what? That's a big event, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to run into something. No, it, it, it's just the way it is, and uh, you've got to prepare. And normally, if I'm going down there, I'll uh, usually park downtown, yeah, walk the skywalk, hopefully avoid the thugs that uh, shake you down on the way down there. But uh... I'm in that skywalk <laughs> every day, Neil. Um, I have been. I have never been shaken down, thankfully. But and there, it, there, there's some. Uh, there, but there are some troubled individuals. There, you see, once time. in a while, you'll see something. They're like, oh, I don't think that person's supposed to be in here. And um, it's 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 generally in the daytime uh, when people are milling back and forth, and there's a lot of the walkers that do it. Uh, things are pretty tamed on there. But every once in a while, there'll be somebody that yeah. uh, gets into the Skywalk system and and uh, you know is a, is a troubled person. Yep. There's been people that have been arrested. Yep. Uh, you know, we had. One of the safe and clean women yep, attacked down there, and uh, they arrested. They got the guy, and yep. the, the guy had was out of jail for th- pushing a woman down the escalator right. at the Wells Fargo building. So, so you know, just a couple of weeks ago, I was walking through the Holiday Center, and there was a guy who's clearly on something, and he was just he had his arms up in the air, running around. He's just yelling, and I got my earbuds in. I'm just trying to mind my own business. He didn't bother me at all. He was no more than or no less than like 25 feet away from me, but. You could see the security guy in the Holiday Center is like, oh, boy, here we go again. Here we go again. Jeez, that's a, well, that's it. that's the issue. But anyway, so the Eula Bean was going on up in Knife River yeah. for two days. I, I didn't wasn't there. We were there the last couple of years, but didn't get up there this year. I had all kinds of other stuff to do. But they had great weather. Uh, it was interesting this time of year, the first weekend in December. The first time I went to the Eula Bean, I think it was uh, – it wasn't the first one, but it's maybe seven, eight years ago. It was like below zero. And uh, a friend of mine and I, a uh, gal that used to work for me, and I went up there. And we wandered. We had a nice time. They had bonfires and all that jazz, and, and it, it worked. But I thought to myself, afterwards, last year and the year before, we had a booth up there for the Viking ship. And um, uh, we used the freight house last year up by the... Uh, the rail depot in Knife River, and we had it heated. Mm-hmm. We we had our space heaters, and so that worked. And it it wasn't it wasn't uh, there was some snow too. We had some snow, but it, it wasn't uh, impossible to deal with. And now you had pleasant uh, mid thirties degree weather both Saturday and Sunday. So outdoor events it uh, worked out pretty good. Very good. If you'd like to chime in, you can call or text. Two one eight seven two two zero eight three nine. We'll uh, accept both on this Monday morning. Neil's here till nine. I'm here till ten. Morning show continues at eight twenty four on KDAL. Back to the KDAL morning show. 
825 at KDAL. Bruce and Neil on this Monday morning. Got a caller on the line. Please hang tight. As we are joined now by a special guest in studio, we got Megan with the Superior Public Museums. Good morning, Megan. Good morning. How are you? Good. A couple of uh, events that you want to talk about as we get closer to the holidays. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about first the holiday sampler this week. Yeah. So this Thursday from 5 to 8, we have... Um, wine and beer tasting from Keyport Liquor. We have similar dogs for live music and catering from Rich's Cuisine along with silent auction items to fundraise for some new exhibits we want to do at Fairlawn. So this is all at Fairlawn? Though. Yes, it okay. is all at Fairlawn. Uh, for folks that want to be a part of this, how can they do so? Yep, so they can purchase tickets on our website at superiorpublicmuseums.org or they can come in person and buy them too. And that's uh, just one of uh, some events coming up for the holidays. You've got the old-fashioned Christmas that uh, begins next Tuesday. Yeah, so it's kind of our open house so people can come and wander the mansion, listen to music from the Superior High School Choir and Orchestra um, on Tuesday evenings. It's from 530 to 730. And on those Saturdays from 11 to 2, we also have Judas Barden, who is a local musher that's going to be doing demos, and you can meet the sled dogs as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah, outside, be not, not inside. No, outside. not inside, oh, outside. Oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> there you On go. the big, there nice you. lawn of Fairlawn. <laughs> you would think of that, wouldn't you? Well, of you? course you got it. I've, I had, I had, uh, I've had Malmutes. I've never, I never did any sled dog racing, but I, I know the, uh, the pack, so mm-hmm. to speak. So they're, they're great animals. So what is the significance of Fairlawn? Yeah, so Fairlawn was the home of Grayson Martin Pattison. Um, he was mayor of Superior three times, local lumber baron. Pattison Park. Pattison Park, yep. He saved um, that from being destroyed by a dam that was being built and turned it into a state park. And then Grace left Fairlawn Mansion when Martin died to be a children's home for 42 years. So oh, pretty turned, significant. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Turned into a, I've been there. It's a great uh Great building, great, great. You think about that, that people used to live there. Mm-hmm, yes. And how many rooms in it? 42. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, you could get lost in that there, bro. Oh, yes, I still do forget which way I'm headed. Can you imagine (laughs) as little kids running around in there uh, having Uh fun? Oh, there were 40 to 50 kids there at one time during a children's home. Oh, the children's home, Mm -hmm. you bet, you bet. Yeah, it was a busy place. Uh, More info on this, uh, these events can be had again where? At superiorpublicmuseums.org. Very good. Megan, thank you. Happy holidays. Thank you. You too. Appreciate it. It is Merry 8, Christmas. 827, our time on the morning show here on KDL. Got a caller on the line here for you, Neil, as you switch microphones. I'll let you do that because we'll go back to having to. Don't hit, yeah. You don't want to hit Megan in the head? Here. No, I don't want to do that. That would, be, uh, that, no, that would a that, good send out from the station. No, no. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. That'd be a very, very bad one. <laughs> All right. Take care. I'm never coming back here. There you go. Well, I wouldn't blame her either. Anyway, who, who do we have on the horn? I, I don't know. Let's find out. Hello, who is this? Hey, this is Wade. How are you guys hey, doing? Hey, Wade. So we had a granddaughter up this weekend. We went to the Lakehead Harvest uh, Hayride. Oh, where's that at? Esco. Esco, okay. Uh, it's on the St. Louis River Road in Esco. It was 8 bucks for adults. The kids were free. And I'll tell you what. It was really fun. They did a really nice thing. They they have uh, they have a lighted trail for the tractors to go on with hay racks behind that you sit on hay bales and there's uh, they've got part of Marsha Hale's uh, oh the penguins play up there too. Yeah, Marsha's penguins. Yep. 
one of the penguins is there actually to pat on the head and make a wish. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll and tell you something. Flowers, and they do dinner and all kinds of fun stuff. Well, Wade, it's good that you called in because I just happened to be catching the uh, morning news on Channel 6, and they had one of their staffers riding along in the, the hay uh, wagon up there this morning, early in the morning there, uh, highlighting that. Oh, it, yeah. it, it was really a riot. We, did, we went to Bentleyville, too, but that was like shoulder to shoulder and, you know. But this this is a little more old-fashioned. And oh. the kids really had fun. Good deal, good deal. Now they they're doing yeah. that all all through uh, Christmas then. Yeah, it looks like every every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they they also serve a dinner there if you want dinner. So it's pretty cool. Have you been to the? If you've been to the steam show, Neil, it's that area where they have the threshing show and all the old equipment. Up in Esco. Yep. Really fun. All right, Wade. Well, we'll uh, put the word out there. You got the word out there for folks, and uh, I'm sure people will pack into it. Not like down at Bentleyville, but uh, the old-fashioned kind of Christmas and the hayride. There you go, yep. Wade. Thanks, bud. Good to All hear right. from you. Have a good day. You, you too. too, Wade. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, call or text if you'd like. 722-0839. we got more to come with Neil Atkins. He'll be here till 9 o'clock. I don't know what he wants to talk about. Well, we're going to find out. We'll babble. We'll babble about something. We'll, we'll find. Yeah, yeah, there's always something, right? Yes, there are. Let's figure out. We'll, we'll we'll get there along the way. It's eight thirty one as the morning show continues on a Monday, December fourth, twenty twenty three, six ten one hundred three point nine KDAL News. Next, KDAL. 837 at KDAL, rejoined here by Neil Atkins with a special guest. Oh, who may it be? That would be Representative Natalie Zelesnikar. Good morning. Natalie, welcome aboard. Well, good morning. How are you? We're doing good. We're doing good. How's everything uh, for you? you got Christmas coming up, and after the first of the year, you've got a legislative session ahead of you. It's been a fast uh, year, and I don't expect anything uh, less than for 2024. So, yes, we're moving right ahead, trying to, you know, get the compass going north, uh, literally. And so there's no shortage of issues right now. So, Natalie, I've got to ask you something. I saw a clip on it. Uh, Apparently, uh, Minnesota is going to build a $700 million office building down in the state legislature that was somewhat controversial. What's the story Correct. on that? Correct. I think the controversy is twofold. There's the, the, this this uh, building could have could, could far go over a million dollars. I mean, with the inflation cost. I mean, the Senate building was under a hundred million in 2017. Now we're at seven hundred million, and that's not the. I mean, that's not the top price. That could happen, and so they, the Democrats, have rammed this through without uh, any any vetting of, of public input, and people aren't happy about it. There's just, uh, you know, they've got the majority power to spend all the money, and they're clearly doing it, and at a time when families are struggling, and you know, people thought they were going to get the two thousand dollar wealth check, that didn't happen, and they see a Taj Mahal built a balcony. And, you know, there's many schools and many city-county buildings that don't have state-of-the-art HVAC and security and IT. And so while we have some issues to 
fixed down there, I think a renovation could happen. I mean, we're moving into an empty transportation building, so there's there's a way this could happen and not cost $700 million to create a building that is way beyond what we need for eight months that we're there in two years. Well, you've got 100, what do you have, 130, uh, in the house, uh, what do you have, 130 reps? 134. 134, okay. So that's uh, pretty uh, pretty expansive. Uh, now, that's just for the House of Representatives. You said this, they redid the State Senate office building a few years back. And, uh, Correct. So, so what are they building for $700 million to house uh, basically part-time legislators? Well, that's the question the Republicans have been asking, is that does this, does this really make sense for what we're doing? And is this the right time to be doing something like this when, you know, people are seeing that all the money has been spent and the, the state has grown the, the state budget by 40%. So if the commercial tax base doesn't continue to grow, that burden for all these state expenses that are being done right now, like this bonding, it's all going to be on the backs of all the people that are working as individuals because a government, growing government and building the Taj Mahal is not going to generate a tax base. It's not. Gotcha. What, what other uh, things are stumping ahead of us here coming up for the next session? Now, this, this, next, uh, this next year is not a bonding year, is it? It is going to be a bonding year. It is a bonding so year. Last year was a, yeah, this year will be a bonding year, and so... The budget year was last year, but we're going to have to do some cleanup on the cannabis bill, some cleanup on some uh, tax bills that that had some errors in it. There's uh, things like that we're going to have to take care of. And, and I think people are generally just wondering why the term historic investment is being used all the time, but people aren't seeing that it really changed their world. Teachers across the state are out rallying, and the state legislative uh, session the majority had the House, Senate, and the governor's office, and the teachers got less than they wanted, and that's unfortunate. They got a retirement down to 65, and, you know, one would have thought we would have got a lot more uh, reform, and and instead we got more uh, FTEs for the Minnesota Department of Education, and our local school districts are what are struggling. So we've got a lot more to work on, Neil. We had some great uh, proposals, and I'm hoping that people start working more bipartisanly, even though they have the majority, to look at options for what's going to best serve the North on child care, for education, for public safety, those core services that the government needs to have their hand in, that we work together. Well, Natalie, it looks like you're going to have your hands full here. When does the session kick off? January, uh, mid-January? Yeah, no, it's, this year is the second year. We're there only three months this year, and it'll start February 12th. So it's going to be a busy, short session, three months, and the rest of the time we'll be in district and Senate committee meetings at, at, you know, at the Capitol, uh, driving back and forth. But that's the point why people are upset. There are, a lot of people are wondering, why are we spending time on a new state flag, a new state office building, a new state seal, when we got real meat and potato topics that don't include any of that for the state of Minnesota. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Well, keep us uh, up to speed, would you? We appreciate you calling. and I, Yeah, I sure will. Yeah. All right, Merry Natalie. Christmas, uh, everybody. Yep. Merry Christmas to you, too, and your family. Take care. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Yep. Well, there you go, Bruce. A little uh, capsule of what's to be. There you coming go. Coming on up here. Yeah. So, uh, 
I guess I was, uh, when you talk about bipartisan support, which uh, what's interesting here is that uh, Senator Tina Smith, our Democrat, and our Congressman Pete Stauber are working together challenging the postal system, the postmaster general, apparently with the delivery of mail, the inconsistent delivery of the mail service here in Minnesota and throughout the throughout the district. In fact, uh, Representative Angie Craig down in the Twin Cities, another uh, congresswoman uh, on the Democratic side, is, has been on this bandwagon for some time, challenging the postal system and why why the uh, deliveries are, are, are so slow and inconsistent. I mean, we see it all the time out in my neck of the woods. Apparently, the postal system has uh, contracted with deliveries for Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, apparently have pushed those to priority and prioritize those deliveries versus the regular mail service. That uh, this is one of the concerns that Stauber and Senator Smith have uh, thrown out. There. Sure. So, so that ought to be interesting. One of these, we'll get Stauber on one of these days again too, and talk a little bit about that. Well, and that, it's just they're so overwhelmed right now because mm-hmm. they've got all those deliveries they have to do for Amazon. They have other deliveries they have to do for other services that that they have contracts too around here they deliver all the newspapers too inconsistently at times sometimes i don't get my newspaper when i'm supposed to get it <laughs> but that's I think the weekly that's all, reader that's all a product of that yep. all right yep so i don't know it it's a yeah, that whole thing is i'm glad they're looking into it well i know there's Cause that, those those folks are overworked right now well i've talked to some of the postal carriers and they are understaffed and uh, it's one of the problems. And uh, if somebody gets sick, then there's a sub that gets in there, and you may not get your mail yep. for a day or two. And there's there's been times where uh, where we are in rural delivery uh, gets jeopardized at times. And it's not the fault of the individuals that are in the trenches. It's uh, you know wherever management is in the whole deal. And and uh, you know you can you can blame. Uh, uh, shortage in employees and that sort of thing on everything but it's endemic all over the place here that's yeah, one of is. the problems so but anyway we'll be hearing more about that as time goes on so uh, why don't we run a timeout neil all right let's do that here Eight forty-six. more to come on the morning show on kdal this is the kdal morning show with dave strandberg and neil Atkins. 849 at kdal clouds outside Will the sun ever shine again? Thirty, it's up the hill. I'm sorry, I shouldn't do that. (laughs) Twenty-nine in Superior, thirty-two downtown wind chill in the twenty-seven-ish degree range, depending where you are. One more time, here's Neil Atkins, and there's Bruce Siski over there. It is not Dave today. No, he's back tomorrow. You'll see him on Wednesday. We'll see him on Wednesday. Yeah. So here in Duluth, uh, during this past uh, local campaign with city councilors and mayor candidates. Housing issues were in the forefront, and uh, there is a lack of uh, available housing in the community, a lack of available homes on the market to uh, be sold. They sell pretty darn quick. Uh, Prices are up. But also, uh, folks were screaming for housing, whether it be low-income housing or market-rate housing. Well, there's two developments here that have been stalled. Uh, One development is down there by on Superior Street, by where the Essentia Tower uh, has been built. Uh, this was a landmark development proposed to build a 15-story high-rise apartment building uh, named Lakeview 333. There used to be a motel there. 
okay? Right across from, right across from, well, almost kitty corner to the Pickwick restaurant down there. And uh, it's uh, between Essential House, New Hospital, and the Shirt and Hotel on the Upper Side of Superior Street. And also, uh, there's another company called Merge Urban Development is working on to bring uh, 45 units. This is a total of uh, 245 units altogether, and that 15-story one is uh, a couple hundred units there uh, into Lincoln Park at the site of the old Seaway Hotel. Both projects have encountered challenges related to interest rates and uh, obviously costs of goods, and both projects are, are stalled. In fact, the one in the West End there, the friendly West End, as they used to call it, and also dubbed as Lincoln Park. I was out there yesterday. Uh, it's partially up and stalled, and they've got some issues. Both um, uh, the Director of Dulles Planning and Economic Development Division is optimistic, but the constructions of the apartment building at 2011 West Superior Street, they fell silent a few months ago when the developer encountered financial difficulties, and that's the one that's uh, partially constructed. And then the one down on Superior Street on uh, 3rd Avenue, uh, well, 333 is the dub there between uh, uh, at the other end of the block of the Sheraton Hotel it hasn't even begun. The, the motel that used to be there is, is gone. So there's a blank space there for the time being. So anyway, they're they're looking at uh, trying to do something, and uh, we'll see what happens. But there are units up in Hermantown. There's a huge project going on off of the LeVake Road and the Maple Grove Road. Yeah, well, yeah I drive by it all the time whenever I go up to Costco or whatever. And when you see the cars lined up, so all, much all construction the people, going on. Yeah, yeah. All, the, all the men and women working at that site, yep. I mean, there must be 100 cars parked on Maple All Grove, Maple Road, Road there, and, yeah. and the Levesque Road there. Yep. Uh, doing that facility, that's got to be a couple hundred uh, apartment units that are going in there, I would suspect. And uh, that one looks like they're going to be uh, ready to go here probably uh, in, in the uh, next season here, next year. Then you've got the old uh, ancient Central High School up here that looks like they're going to be ready pretty soon to uh, for occupancy, I guess, after the first of the year. Oh, cool. So, uh, so there are there are some projects here, but uh, one of the things is a lot of housing has been taken down for uh, large developments in the community and hasn't been brought back, and that's one of the issues out there. So, so my hats off to them. Hopefully, they stumble along a little bit better. So, Bruce, now they keep on having Senate hearings and House hearings on unidentified flying objects. <laughs> In fact, we, you've got MSNBC on here. I do, and they, and yeah, they just seen had a couple things about it. Yeah, they just had it up there. Uh, believe it or or not, and some people have seen strange things in the sky. We've talked to uh, callers have called in and said they uh, experienced unusual flights of uh, objects, and. Nobody seems to get to the bottom line. Area 51, does it really exist? Yeah, my son and I saw a weird something or other going on in the sky. We were on our way back from St. Cloud a couple of weekends ago, and it looked like it was like two, there was two lights chasing a third one. And we know they were chasing because once in a while they, the distance between them would change. Sure. I'm like, what is going on? up? There? Like, I don't know what that is. I, I can't even muster a guess as to what that is that wouldn't have somehow landed on the news. <laughs> but... Of course, you just move on with your life. And 
you don't worry about it. Well, and then you've got the uh, U.S. Navy releasing some uh, aerial phenomena that they tracked in jets going after it uh, over the ocean and an object that they chased uh, hovering over the ocean and going into the ocean and going underwater. So they actually showed some film clips on huh. that and on and on and on. So there was an old project, it used to be called Project Blue Book back in the day on UFOs. And, of course, the government at the time was in total denial that these things existed. And, you know, I can understand where governments, if something's out there zipping around your airspace and you don't have control over it, it can scare the heck out of people. Look at what happened last year with that Chinese balloon that was oh my gosh, wandering yeah. around, yeah. A, a, not aimlessly, but well-directed over military sites. And finally, uh, the Biden administration allowed it to be shot down over the, uh, I think, off the coast of North Carolina. Yeah. And they retrieved a bunch of the stuff. And, of course, it was high-tech, and they were spying on us. And, and what they ended up finding out is a bunch of the components that they dredged up out of the ocean— were made by U.S. companies. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. So the, so you know it, so that was obviously not a UFO. But uh, will they get to the bottom of it? Would they admit that there are potentially beings from out of this world? Well, they haven't admitted it us? yet, so I don't know. You know Probably what's gonna not. what's gonna make them start right? Well, they keep on, and I I see some archaeological deals. There's there's some sites where people they constantly have ancient aliens visiting the earth and there are those that seem to think that all the technology that we developed ourselves how could we ever do that ourselves it was aliens that brought the technology and smartened up the people on earth yeah of course so who knows yeah i don't know i I, listen i i don't have a clue but it's always good for conversation it is that's one like like we we tend to not talk about politics in the family gatherings over the holidays we're not afraid to bring up the aliens. No, what the heck? That, Everybody's got that an one, opinion on it. That one's not. Uh, that one's not off limits at the table. Especially when you <laughs> go back to old movies, cute little movies like E.T. Yeah, exactly. Now you had a cute alien. That's there. right. Yes. <laughs> Neil, <laughs> right. have a great day. All right, Bruce. Thanks. All for right. Watching. Neil's back on Wednesday. We're back with more of the morning show after this.